Mo Show. And I wanted to make sure with this rejoin that you understood a little bit about the legend. And a lot of words have lost their meaning because of the fact that they're overused and misused, misunderstood. But I promise you this, legend is not misused in the terms of Ingeway Malmstein. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Wolves at the door. I'm playing right now, which I happen to yes. know one of your most fantastic pieces, uh, a piece, if I am not mistaken, and I'm going to, I may mess up the name. The Italian names are very difficult. Uh, Niccolo Paganini, uh, who was an Italian violinist yeah. and composer, uh, Wolves at the Door references one of his pieces. Correct, sir? Yes. Uh, it, everything you heard so far, you know, because I, I heard what you're playing, that, that's all my composition. Correct. And then it breaks down right before the guitar solo. I go down and I play the uh, Capriccio no, number twenty-four in A minor. And I, actually, in G, G flat minor and A minor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I, 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 I've always been very uh, inspired by Nicola Paganini because what he did um, with the violin was very extreme at the time. You know, um, he was pretty much the first virtuoso kind of rock star, almost. You know, because most classical composers were like servants almost for, right. for the court and for the church. And right. stuff. Bach worked for, for the Leipzig church and Mozart worked for the, the emperor of Austria and so on. Uh, but Paganini, he did his own thing. He just went out on tour and <laughs> he was crazy. And, and, and this, is, this is the thing. A, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of, a lot of cats that listen to rock music or, or, or certainly uh, the heavier sound that cats like yourself uh, and, and and Steve Vai and and, and and others do, they 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 just feel like you guys pick up a guitar and you're just playing that's a, a different version of rock. But don't understand that you got a lot of you guys and especially you, you have a you have a deep understanding and a, and, and a deep study of classical music and music outside of the the genre of rock that bring that you bring into your guitar playing and is what really makes you the the, the master of the instrument that you are. Well, thank you very much. What happened was I started playing when I was extremely young. I got my first when I was five years old. And I grew up in a family where everybody was classical musicians, uh, violinists and pianists and opera singers and everything. And uh, I just wanted to play rock and roll, you know. Right, right. So I, I started playing, like, you know, the Marshall Stacks and the double bass drums and smoke machines. And I still do that. But rock and roll is based on blues, which I love. I love blues, but uh, it's, it's, what, it's what's called the pentatonic scales, which is five notes in one octave. Right. And I, I decided that I want to go a little more, a uh, little outside of that. You know, stay melodic, but, you know, harmonic minors and diminished and Phrygian and so on. And uh, that came from Baroque classical music, and, and uh, uh, Nicol Paganini was new. He was later on; it was like in eighteen hundreds, you know, right? But early eighteen hundreds, like around, around same as Beethoven, really. But um, um, 
for me, the sound of rock and roll, you know, the loud marshals and the, the you know, the double bass drums and everything. So I love that. It's just that I, I love the tonality of, of, of uh, Baroque classical music. And I don't copy them. You know, I just got inspired by it, you know. And inspired, I started, you know, correct. Classical music. Yeah. And I just find it very, you know, and I've done it so for so long, I don't even think about it now. I mean, it's just like a natural thing to me, you know. And, I want to improvise. It just comes comes out. It comes out like that. You know, and, I don't have to think about it because I've been I've been doing this for so long. I know, for, for, forty plus years, years no. right? Forty plus years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but even longer than that. Yeah, forty plus years in the states. <laughs> now, you know? I want. I, I started like I was. I was just in second grade. I had band. Oh, oh <laughs> you know. Hey. <laughs> and now, listen. I want to get back to what you said about the blues. Let me just uh, put this all into context. Talking with uh, guitar legend Ingwe Malmsteen, um, and 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 there's a couple of different pronunciations. Uh, I I I I grew up saying Ingve, but I don't think that it's Ingve. How do you pronounce your? Let's set the record straight for no. this. How do you say it? It is Ingve. It is Ingve. Okay, I'm good then. Okay, I'm talking to Ingve. Yeah, Ingve, like it's a. Uh... Like uh, it's a V, not W, because in Swedish and German, W is V. It's not W. And I'm, okay, I'm good. I'm talking to guitar legend. Uh, don't uh, feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. It's extremely unusual it, name. It, 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 Nobody, nobody's called me in Sweden either. Listen, you know, it's, listen. It's an old Viking name I, from I, I, years ago. I was telling someone that I was going to be interviewing Ingve Malmsteen. I swear to God, this conversation happened today. And they go, where are they from? I go, uh, from a place where they named their kids Ingve. <laughs> I mean, they're not from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you well, say that. The, the, it's, it's, it's it's old Viking name. You know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, the Vikings were... Exactly. Now you will be. You have an upcoming show. It's Saturday, September twenty third. It's going to be seven thirty p.m. at the Bill Heimer Capital Theater. I've been there before. It's a fantastic venue. You're going to be there with Glenn Hughes, who's uh, formerly of Deep Purple. Again, I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to say it at the end. But I want to just put this whole conversation uh, into context. Uh, talking with Ingve Malmsteen. Uh, that will be Saturday, September twenty third, uh, seven thirty p.m. show at the Bill Heimer Capital Theater. Um, I want to talk to you about the the blues, uh, the blues uh, statement that you made, because one of my favorite guitarists, one of my favorite guitarists, one of my favorite rock guitarists is uh, David Gilmore, a Pink Floyd. And it's because of the way that he the way it's it's not even the notes he plays more than it is sometimes. And a lot of times the space in between the notes. Now, you play extremely fast extremely fast but if anybody were to study you if they were to listen closely if they were to watch a live video of you as as fast as you're going you manage and i think it's because maybe because of your love of the blues that you're pulling that in you manage within those very rapid notes to have a space that if you pay attention you will hear uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I. I. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I started playing the blues, and the blues was always within me. Absolutely. Right. And actually, the album before Proud Album, the one you just played, is a blues album. Where I played blues, a couple I of play, blues uh, covers, correct? Hendrix and yes. Well, it's, yeah, it's cover, coverish. You know, it's, coverish. <laughs> it's 
but I mean, like I love BB King and Bill Gibbons and and Clapton. I love I love those guys. I'm not knocking what they're doing. What I'm saying, like for me, when when I was playing, I wanted to go a little above, like a little outside of the blues scale. Right. But I, the blues is still inside of me somehow. Always, it always there. You know. Because the expression of the notes is like vocals, almost like a singer, or, correct? You know, on the guitar. So, so when you play the notes, you have to like play them as the almost like you're almost singing. You know? Well, let me so ask. It's, uh, it's very important. Let me ask you this: Do you? What is your feeling of the term shredder? Because I think a lot of times, guitarist of your ilk, and when I say guitarist of your ilk, I'm putting you at the top of that because I, I don't think that anybody could argue that you are the master of this style of playing, this style of uh, the, the rapidity, the, uh, the, the technical skill. Of, it, it, that, that goes without saying, and let's not sugarcoat it. Ingve, you've earned it. You're the master at this. Um, but do you... Uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. Do you, do you look down on the term shredder? Because to me, it almost seems... Oh, well, that's a shredder. Uh, it seems dismissive as if okay. all they're doing is playing fast, but they're not playing with any heart or soul. Do you feel that or no? I, I, okay, so so first of all, um, these these terms shredder and neoclassical and sweet picking and all this stuff is something that people made up after they heard me play. Right, right. You know, I never even thought in those terms. I think in musical terms. Right. I think in notes and the value of notes and the order of notes and and, and the and I also, I also compose everything. I compose right. all the drum parts, the bass parts, and, I, and the keyboard parts, and I sing everything and I write all the lyrics. I produce everything, so I'm I'm like an overall. I I look over the whole scenario, not only the guitar. Right, right. And the the thing is that that you could hear uh, me play things which is very slow and very very emotional. Uh, I don't play fast all the time. That's misconception. No, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You're right. I, the, the thing is, the thing is that that I, I guess I would I would I would include myself a little bit of. And now this can sound strange to some people. But there was a, in the early 1800s, uh, there was a, 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 like a renaissance of what's called virtuoso, the virtuoso. Because before then, composers were comp- composing for an orchestra, and, and that was it. And sometimes there would be a concerto for a flute or something like this, yeah? But yes. Franz Liszt, Nicola Paganini, Chopin, they were what, what, what became as known as virtuoso composers. And it was actually an, an earlier version of that. Uh, Antonio Vivaldi and Tartini was as well. And I always saw myself, I related more to that than, than anything else because I never really put myself in the, the, the category of a guitar player. You know, it's like, right. like, that's, I think it's such a narrow thing because people always think, oh, the guy's playing guitar, he's a guitar player. No, I'm, I'm a musician. It doesn't matter if you're a keyboard player or a bass player or, or, or guitar player or singer. It doesn't matter. what I, I express myself, and I happen to express myself with the guitar, but my biggest influence on my guitar playing is actually the violin. So 99% of most guitar players have listened to another guitar player right. as the biggest influence, and the guitar player they're listening to, in turn, listen to another guitar player, and so on. So it's almost like an incestuous thing. And I, I kind of like, I love guitar players, obviously. And I love, love I love the, the stat, you know, rock and roll 
uh, you know, everything from Page and Blackmore and all those guys. They're, they're beautiful. I love them. They're amazing. But what? my my influence, my biggest influence is classical violin. Not classical guitar, classical violin. If you, if you listen to Paganini's 24 Capriccio, especially Fifth Capriccio, right. or uh, Vivaldi, you know, Le Cazzaglione, or something like this, uh, you, you, you'll notice that the, 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 the things that I'm playing is, is not really a guitar licks, you know? What, what, guitar licks are, are usually... In, in, let, let me let, because I, I, I that's what I <laughs> well well let me let, yeah. let me jump in here Ingray because I think what you said you a, a little while back you use the term composer not every guitar you can create a guitar solo that doesn't make you a composer and I think when you use the word composer that bespeaks of exactly what you're talking about and what the depth of your ability I'll say talent but but it, but it all it is also the depth of your ability is is that you're a composer and you are really pulling from very disparate uh, di- genres and, 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 and melding it into something that is completely all your own. And I think a lot of these cats, a lot of I, 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 there, there are certain people that do something and then everybody that comes after them was informed by them. And I think there is a, I think there are generations of guitars that get accolades and get kudos that were informed by what you set out as a blueprint. And you are the architect of that. And, 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 and I, I hopefully at some, you feel that you're getting the due respect that you deserve. I, I hope so. But I would love for your name to be much more household than it actually is. But I understand the, the genre of the music is very niche. Uh, but but you are the architect. You're the, you're, the, you're the creator of the blueprint of that sound. Well, well, thank you very much for saying that. Uh, actually, I did it a few years ago. I actually composed the Concerto Suite for Symphony Orchestra. Who else is and doing I that? I performed it with the Prague. Yeah, yeah. You think Ricky? I, yeah, I performed the Prague, Prague Philharmonic, and New Japan Philharmonic, and 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 uh, I even I even performed it in in Taipei, Taiwan, uh, with the symphonies. And uh, it's it's that was a very cool thing, thing for me to do. And I, actually, every night I I play some of those pieces uh, on stage. And uh, it's it's um. I'm I'm a rocker to begin with, really. It's understandable, understandable. But the classical music is like, you know, I I just love the sound of the symphony. You know, L- let me and ask you. Put the guitar on top of it; it's really cool. Let me ask you this: Saturday, September twenty third, seven thirty uh, p.m. The Bill Heimer Capital Theater. People that come to the show, uh, what can they expect? What can the people that have seen you before expect? What can the people that have never seen you expect? Well, uh, it, it is it is a pretty uh, intense uh, show uh, in the okay. sense where it's I, I go two hundred percent the whole the whole night Every, from the second I hit the stage till the second I leave the stage. There's no there's no letting up really. It's right. kind of crazy, right? But it's it's a combination of adrenaline and excitement and the audience and everything. Like so so it's a uh, it's very very dynamic though. You know, it's not just the same thing the whole time. It's acoustic guitar, there's symphony stuff, and it's very heavy stuff, and it's instrumental and vocal and everything. It's a mix. You know, it's it's, it's a quite um, 
elaborate little journey, you know. So, so, so people. And I. Go ahead. Yes. No. So, so, so you're saying so that <laughs> people can come and expect to be wildly entertained and go on a journey that's not just one note. That's uh, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean I, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a, like a uh, a mediocre uh, no, reaction. No, you, no, you, you're gonna really like love it or you're gonna hate it. <laughs> I, and and <laughs> but, listen, that's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask something. Is the hair? Know, it's, it's not gonna be a like a environmental. You know, I understand. It's be pretty heavy. Um, a couple of questions. Is the hair still there? Yes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, let me ask you this also. Absolutely. Uh, why did you choose, because I know that you have a vast collection of them, why did you choose the Fender Strat? The, the, the Strat? Why was the Strat your guitar of choice? It, well, it, I always, I always loved the way they looked when I was a little kid. You they know? do. They are. They are uh, sexy. They, they're they're wanted, sexy. They, they just look so good. And, and uh, uh, I wanted one, but they were too expensive. You know, when I was a little kid, I couldn't afford one. You know, right. So, so I got one. Well, the, 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 back in those days, they used to have copies, like the Japanese copies right, of right. the knockoffs. They were really good. They looked right. exactly the same. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And so, so I, I used them for years, and then. Uh, well, I was about twelve or so. I I, uh, I worked all summer painting my mom's house, <laughs> and I took the money and I bought myself a Fender. But uh, I had, you know, I had my first when I was five years old, and the first electric guitar was I guess about seven. Right. Um. So I've I, I, I've always had them, you know, and I got like you said, I have a lot of other types of guitars, but for some reason the Stratocaster is like a, it's like a, it's just a perfect balance of. Of uh, everything I need to do, I can do with it. You know, I understand. I understand. And, I, 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 and I'm very, very honored to have a Fender signature model. You know, Fender actually made me a model, which is very it's a great honor. As well, they should that's have original. You know, that's and 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 well, they they they, they no, they should have. They listen, should have. They, they, Fender, Fender was very. They wouldn't even give a guitar for free to Jim Hendrix, <laughs> Blackman, or Jeff Beck. They had to buy them. And so when I came on the scene, when I came on the scene, they had to take a backseat a little bit because Van Halen was playing. These, right, uh, right. But, but, but nobody wanted to play strats. So when I came out, uh, they said, oh, this kid is using a strat, you know. So they came to me and they said, well, we want to make you one, you know. And I was, I was going, well, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so it's great. So I, that's why I use. But um, um, no, I mean, it's it's an awesome thing. And this Marshall stacks this is another thing that I do. You know, I have right. probably the biggest Marshall stacks in the world. I, I have I have this is saying that if you go out to space in a spaceship, uh-huh. there's two man-made objects you can see. You can see the Great Wall of China and my Marshall stack. <laughs> On that, on that note, two other questions, and I'm going to let you go. Do you have a Strat yes. that was owned by someone else that you consider one of your most cherished possessions? Oh uh, wow, yeah, dude, I have I have a lot of guitars that have been given to me. But, uh, give me, give me that, give me, have, give I, me one of the top, one of the top that you you are just like over the moon to own. 
Well, I mean, like I said, I have uh, I have a lot of great guitars that great guitar players gave me. I have a guitar that Brian May gave me. I have one that Steve I gave me. Mm-hmm. One that you know, Sean gave me. One uh, Al Holtzworth, Richie Backmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think. I, I'm I'm looking at. It. I can't. I, I'm, I probably don't remember everything. Well, now that um, you've answered the question, but, uh, that, as, far as, as far as as far as the Fenders themselves, that you know, I have one of the ten first ever made. There you go, which is extremely rare. It's like the, yeah, the, the, it's uh, from the March nineteen fifty four, which is the first month, first year, uh, and uh, yeah. The final question, and again, we're talking to Inve, uh guitar legend, uh, guitar maestro, composer Inve Malmsey. Final question: A guy that is technically as technically proficient as you as 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 a master of the instrument as you are you are you able to look at guys that came after you and say i like what that person is doing who are a couple of your favorite uh you know modern day guitarists uh you you know if you will well uh i'm sure there's hundreds of them that are really really good i right. just i just don't keep an eye out for it, you know, so I mean, I'm not being disrespectful. I just, no, I, I understand. I don't listen to guitar play. I don't listen to guitar players. So, um, but there, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of guitar players. I, I, I mean, Holtzworth, Brian May, Rich Blackmore, right, Steve right. I, yes, uh, yes. All these guys are great, Obviously, you know? Eddie Van Halen, um, Hendrix. Oh, my God, Van Halen, yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, absolutely. All right, yeah. I understand something. Uh, as a kid coming up, knowing the name, listening to the music, uh, never feeling like uh, this is a situation that would ever happen because, again, uh, you are the architect of, uh, of the sound and the methodology and what you do. And, again, everybody that came after you was informed by you, and they need to, they need to respect that. Um, uh, I, it, this has been an honor, uh, my friend, to talk to you, and you will be, I'm going to say it one more time, just so that people know, it's a little bit far off, but it's not that far off. September 23rd, 7.30 p.m., when you hear it, remember it, uh, Billheimer Capital Theater. I mean, you will be in the presence, and I, and I don't need to... I don't need to build you up because your legacy, your career does that for itself. You will be in the presence of one of the guitar greats and certainly the greatest in the sound and the uh, the method in which he plays. And, and I really believe that. And, and I'll, I'll go on, die on a hill saying that, that uh, you are one of the greats, Ingray. One of the greats, my friend. Thank you. So, that That's such such a nice thing to say. Thank you so much. You're, thank you. And thank you for stopping down and taking the time to talk to me for a little bit. I know you got other better things to do, but I do appreciate it, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, sir. I, thank you very much. I see you. I see it. I see it. I show. Okay. You know what? You will. And God bless you, sir. And stay safe okay. out there. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right anyway. uh, you too. All right. Thanks, All, All the best. Thank see you. you. All right, we'll be back, Cat Named Mo Show. It's a cat named Mo on 102.5 The Bone. John Senning here for my friends at Solar Bear. It is hot.